0: The name's Doctor. The Doctor.
1: The security of this entire planet is at stake. Can we rely on you?
0: I'm not where I wanted to be,
2: but I can work with this. Whoa.
1: From Joe
2: what? what?
0: I don't suppose you've seen anything weird around
2: here. You believe this is a <laughs> union?
0: What's the plan? You trust me, don't you?
1: Have ah! I got one, sir? Where are we? Paris, 1943. Oh no! Something's coming for me.
2: I can feel it. Let it come. Because we're your mates, family.
1: Get away from them! You know things will get into the You Neither did I. What
2: well, have you brought here, Doctor?
0: Welcome back everyone this is discussing who for the first time in the year of 2020 in the decade of the 2020s so welcome back we're glad that you're here and we are back to review doctor who series 12 episode 1 and who are we i am kyle jones and joining me always on this podcast couldn't do it without lee shackleford lee how are you I am very well, sir. What? Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too, my friend. So did you have it's, a good New Year's? I did. We, I didn't do a
2: doggone thing. and uh, But it is, it is January 2nd as we record this, and, and it won't be long after that before you, you get this out, I know. But uh, it is National Science Fiction Day. I didn't know if you knew that or not.
0: I did not. So tell but, us a little uh, bit about
2: that. Well, as with so many other things, it's, it's not an, an official observance. You know, the banks didn't close or anything. But, uh, but uh, a few years ago, somebody had the idea of calling this National Science Fiction Day, and it's, it's rather caught on in a lot of circles. I was reminded of it by my artificial intelligence that's now running large parts of our house, so I can't say her name out loud. Anyway,
0: we'd sometimes call her Miss A. Ah, I thought it was Miss Ann as in Nadia.
2: This is Nadia from the Relativity Podcast, and you're listening to Discussing Who. <laughs> yes, that's my... I, I'm so tempted to reprogram the Miss A devices so that they answer to Nadia. But, but anyway, Miss A informed me this morning that it was National Science Fiction Day, and I asked for more information about that and was told that that's because it is the birth anniversary of someone I was proud to call a friend back in the 90s, Isaac Asimov. So mm, sweet because sweet. he yeah. So because it is a uh, Dr. Asimov's birthday Um and what's more, because it's 2020 had he lived, this would have been his 100th birthday.
0: Mm, well, happy 100th anniversary commemoration. How about that?
2: Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. So so here we are talking about Doctor Who on National Science
0: Fiction Day. How about that? How about that? Indeed. And, you know, I just realized I have not talked to you guys on Discussing Who since even before Christmas because we took off for Christmas a two week time span. So I'm going to change up my question that I just asked you and say, Clarence Brown, how was Christmas for you?
1: Uh, Christmas (laughs) missmas, but I will prove that whenever I I withdraw the question, (laughs) no, I had a great Christmas, but I will prove that whenever Lee goes high, I go low. Uh, If we had recorded (laughs) this episode a mere four days ago, we could record it on bacon day, December 30th. Bacon day. Yeah. That's what those people in the South like,
2: Bacon. I was, I was going to say that the, this doesn't <laughs> refer to uh, the uh, to Sir Francis Bacon. This refers to No, nah, This is
1: the, the whole hog.
2: Just uh, uh, the whole hall yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because there was a, a playwright named Bacon, um, and Alabama is home to the uh, Alabama Shakespeare Festival. I have always said that they should do more of Bacon's plays because I think you get a lot more people coming to the Alabama Bacon Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Little do they know, huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and there's also sandwiches made out of bacon, so FYI. Indeed. Indeed. So before my brain goes all bacon, I will say, since we have been around and since this is science fiction, I want to say a very, very big thank you, Mr. Shackelford, for a Christmas present to me that you had a hand in that I was like, over the moon and under the moon and out into the galaxy far, far away or wherever it might be with gated galaxies, sort of, kind of. Tell everybody about my gift and that I survived <laughs> assassinating on Christmas. Yes. Yeah, you
2: didn't drink the cough syrup, I think. We are still raising money for uh, Wi-Fi sci-fi, which involves all of us here on this here podcast. And uh, one of the, the perks that you can get at wifi sci-fi dot org, well, you know you follow the links to the Indiegogo campaign. If you are an aspiring writer, you can write a couple of pages of any of our podcasts. Any of the six of us who make up Wi-Fi Sci-Fi, and that includes Relativity. And then we'll get as many of the actors together as are needed, and uh, we'll perform it. We'll record it. We'll produce it for you. But as soon as that deal was made, I realized what a fun thing to do. So I, I wrote a two page scene for, uh, the, uh, artificial intelligence Olivia and the notorious assassin, La Bichon Frise. It's uh, from Frise. The Frise. From the Oz9 podcast. And Shannon and Aaron, who play those characters, they record and sent this to me so I could share it with Kyle and the whole the whole pretext of the script that I wrote was that uh because there's no Doctor Who on Christmas Day, Kyle has no reason to live, and so Le Bichon freeze should um oblige him by assassining him so <laughs> and and Shannon, Shannon wrapped it up with a with a uh, a graphic that said, uh, Merry Christmas, Kyle, you're dead." So. (laughs) And I loved it. None of this means anything to any of our people listening, I don't think, but anyway, but it was, but as private jokes go, it was. Mm.
0: So I think it, it would be safe to say, let's get into the news. And I do have a little bit of news here. I read in my Christmas present, I think to myself. I don't think it was to myself. What I bought was the Target novelization of the day of the doctor. And I highly recommend anyone who wants to get a better view of the day of the doctor special read this book. It adds some awesome layers to it. The story was told in a way that I totally love because the person telling the way they told how, who was telling the story was awesome. They incorporated river song. So what else more can I wow. say? So
2: and the adaptation is written by Stephen Moffat. Stephen Moffat, of who who knows a little something about this script, so yeah, um I have not read this and I, but i look you you've really turned me onto it, and it uh, makes me look forward to to doing it i mean what a
0: what a what a fun yeah. read yep, and the narration totally, totally. Love the narration of the, the storyteller and chapter nine. I'll, I'll just say it was the best chapter. I just can't remember it. <laughs> but chapter nine was the best chapter. Just can't remember it. But here's okay. what I can remember, guys. Mm. On December the twenty third, twenty nineteen, a gentleman by the name of Tad Davis, and my hat is going off to Mister Davis. He went on to Apple Podcast and left us a five star review. His review says, "Always polite." Always knowledgeable, always opinionated, they love Doctor. Who, past and present, and are a delight to listen to, so Mr. Davis, we say thank you, thank you very, very much very kind words indeed, very, very kind words, and well for,
2: that is what we aspire to, I think I think what what he's saying is we've succeeded in our in our goals, and that's
0: uh, that means a lot to me <laughs> you know I th- very well said, Mr. Shacklevert yourself, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. The only other thing I might would add to that is if anyone listening wants to help us get discovered, please go out to Apple Podcast or the podcast player of your choice and leave us a rating and a review similar. You know, we would love a five-star rating, but just send us some feedback on any of those platforms. It does help us get discovered, and we would highly appreciate it. Yes, you just did sort of a
2: product endorsement and talking about the book. We we should have done that on our post our, our pre Christmas show, shouldn't we? So people could run out and buy Day of the Doctor novelization for for Christmas. But um, mm, you know, very good point. Of course, my birthday is coming up also. But ah, interesting. Uh, no, no, I really, <laughs> really the reason I brought it up was because I have a book to recommend to people also in the same vein. Go for it. And and that is Scratchman, which I've been saying I was going to buy for, I don't know how long it's been out, a, a year, I guess, but I finally did it. This is, of course, a fourth doctor adventure featuring the fourth doctor and Sarah Jane and Harry Sullivan and written by Tom Baker himself. Um, himself. And it's a, a, a cracking good adventure. And, and what could be better than reading this book? <laughs> You ask rhetorically, because Audible, proud sponsor of Discussing Who, I may say, has Dr. Who's Scratchman read by the author. Tom Baker. If you're you're as big a fan of Tom Baker's iconic voice as I am, you must have Scratchman read by Tom Baker. So that's my book recommendation for the nonce.
0: And, And, you know, it's really weird because the day of the doctor, it was just like it was in my head being narrated by... Tom Baker. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. How interesting indeed. Clarence, this next piece of news I have for you reminded me of our recent episode of discussing comics when we were talking about the different streaming services because a few weeks ago, I had a episode that we did for discussing who, where I introduced Ryan Kent to Doctor Who and told him, Hey, <laughs> go out. You've got until probably March or April or May before Amazon Prime no longer has Doctor Who. Well, guess what? Doctor Who left Amazon Prime on December the 31st. Wait, did it? It did indeed. Wow,
1: I, I didn't notice it because I was just on there today and I still saw it.
0: Oh, it, it's there to be bought, but it's uh, not there to be oh. streamed. Well, that blows. It, oh. Big time, because uh, the the honestly, oh. the way I found out about it, the gentleman at work who I have been slowly listening to his reviews and kind of like what i you know i've said before kind of like what i did and tortured you clarence back in the day i'm doing the same to him and he messaged me this morning said guess what um doctor who is no longer on amazon prime so Mm -hmm. i guess so i guess they didn't do a four-month extension it was well you're moving and it's december 31st it comes to an end i guess
1: yeah, that kind of sucks immensely.
0: <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, one of the things I've been enjoying about um, Miss
2: A is that I can just call her by name and say, "Continue the Doctor Who episode I've been watching," and uh, she does and, little, and she does it. Now she may or say, Do, she did. "Do you want to buy it?" Yeah, she'll say, "That'll be nine ninety nine, please." Hmm. So she doesn't talk like. That.
0: Unless you guys have any other news, I say let's get right into the big letter in the room so to speak Doctor Who's back (laughs) so you guys ready to get into it yeah alright so for everyone listening if you have not seen Spyfall part 1 put us on pause go out, watch the episode, come back because from this moment forward, spoilers
2: spoilers
0: (laughs) spoilers
1: spoilers Affirmative. Spoilers.
0: Alrighty, the spoiler warning has gone out and we are back to review Spyfall Part 1. It is the first part of a two-part story officially starting Series 12 of Doctor Who. It aired on the 1st of January 2020. Gentlemen, the quality of this podcast is at stake. Can we rely upon you to give your summary view, Mr. Clarence Brown, and tell us what were your thoughts?
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> so I was, did see it twice. So I will say the second time I saw it, I enjoyed it much more. Hmm. Um I don't know. It's weird. I'm still trying to gauge exactly what Chibnall, Chibnall's angle is. Just the feel of his shows. You know, having gone back and recently reviewed a bunch of David Tennant episodes <laughs> and then jumping up to this one. I don't know. I know the show has, I know the show endeavors to have the spirit of Dr. Who, but I don't know if it does really. The things I love about the doctor is him being clever. And I don't know if I've ever got that with any of the last two seasons, you know? So all that being said, back to this episode, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I don't know. It all just kind of hit me when I saw this episode, I'm like, what? what's missing? I'm just trying to, what is missing about this episode? But I will say they did set us up for some pretty good fun by the end of this episode. I loved how they were hitting on some of the uh, current event things as far as corporations, which I guess that's has been a thing through the years, but now we have internet based corporations yeah. that are kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, having a lot of power. So I love that, that current event touched on there. And I do think it was interesting but i don't know i'm still i'm still trying to dissect it in my head because i don't know it, to me just something is missing and i don't know what that is what okay. about you
0: guys all right uh, lee i'm curious because i think what i feel is missing maybe what you're missing but lee i'm curious to what you think
2: yeah that that read, uh, that's um as always, I feel like uh, Clarence's opinion is uh, uh, intelligent and well reasoned. But uh, I, but uh, it surprises me too because it doesn't. Um, I, I just had a, a whacking great time with this. I just really enjoyed it and was kind of punching the air and saying, "That's the Doctor Who I know and love." Interesting. So, but so you you were feeling that 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 quality that I was enjoying was was not there. Mm. Uh, or,
0: or that we we were or we were that we were looking for different things. Maybe. Or could it be but, that as usual I land somewhere in the middle of the two of you? Yeah. So did you have anything else before I jump in? Well,
2: just that I, I'm fascinated by the idea that what we're looking for is the doctor being clever, and I, I I I agree with that completely. I mean, that's you could you could argue that's what the whole show is about. But I felt like we we experienced a lot of uh, the doctor. Well. <laughs> i i'm now reviewing the episode in my head thinking okay where where was the moment where she said oh you think that's not going to work well what if we did this but that's not really what happens she figures a lot of things out and understands a lot of things but there's i don't know that's that that just makes her an encyclopedia mm. um uh, so i don't know it's it's an interesting point all but, right yeah well so what what about you
0: mm if I were to compare this episode from watchability points of, you know, from that point of view, going back and watching some of series 11 recently leading up to this. Mm-hmm. And like Clarence said, having recently been in the David Tennant era and reviewing those, I, I loved this a lot more than anything that I think that I had seen. For the most part, Rosa is separate because it it was a different type of story. Uh, the Woman Who Fell to Earth, I thought, was good. But for the most part, other than bits and pieces, I didn't really attach to any of the other episodes of Series 11. This one, I felt more likely to watch. But the more I think about it, we'll get to why I might want to watch it more. And unfortunately, <laughs> it's not because of the Doctor. Mm. I can't put... So so the pacing I loved. The excitement I loved. The camaraderie even amongst the companions, I kind of started gelling to. Mm-hmm. And here's where I'm falling in the middle. I'm wondering, Clarence, if what you're missing is the presence of the doctor. I, I'm not saying that this is a bad thing on Jody Whitaker that she's not a good actress. Maybe it's how she's being directed and how she's being told to portray because I've seen, I, I think a woman could totally do the character of Doctor Who. I mean, my goodness, Michelle Gomez pulled off Missy and I loved Missy. But there was a presence that when Michelle Gomez walked in the room, you felt, I mean, she couldn't, commanded the room it, to me on on you know she commanded the screen she commanded the pre- she had a presence about her and i'm wondering if what we're missing of the doctor is this version of the doctor is so effervescent or tries to be effervescent mm. that it comes across as not commanding maybe i
1: don't, I don't- I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't blame Jodie Whittaker in in in, his, in any sense. Excuse me. I think it's more the writing. It's just. And when I say clever, um, I'm expecting that one thing that the doctor does. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. You know, we do have a lot of uh, exposition. Her telling us of something she's done, like the computer hacking. She did have a scene, a, a part where she was like oh, I got to check my alien code to figure this out. You know, the TARDIS has different. Oh,
2: that's true. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we did have that. But it still seems like and I do not blame Jodie Whittaker at all. I think it's just the writing is just a little bit different. And I, and I don't know what it is exactly. I want to I want to feel like she does something that I couldn't figure out. And it feel real and tangible. And I don't know if I felt that yet.
0: Mm. All right. So I'm going to be and, and and let me preface what I'm about to say is as I'm going to be as shallow as I can possibly be with, with my next question. So Uh-oh. I'm prefacing that and, and saying <laughs> <my> that, attention. <laughs> that, that I'm being shallow here. Uh-huh. But does the believability factor, does it does it fall to her detriment to have constantly the high water or whatever you call them? slacks that she wears does that degre- de- de- you know take away from her believability no it does to me some but just that's no. just, that's why i said i'm shallow i guess but, well the doctor has always dressed like an idiot uh, that's it, it really is
2: part of the character that the doctor doesn't get it uh, the the uh, and, and and it was it was nowhere more clear than than with the 11th doctor who kept insisting that things were cool that you know nobody else particularly river agreed were cool you know yeah uh, you you can't just pull things together out of your wardrobe and say there you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, if 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 you're dealing with a culture that's still somewhat alien to you you know he, he, the doctor loves us but you know just doesn't entirely get it and i think that's part of the trademark it's I I don't know. I, I the, the 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 costume that's been designed for her I I have never liked but that's it, in a way that's not the point. I I I I have never liked uh, you know certainly not the the sixth doctor's outfit either but but it but it it's part of the internal logic or illogic of the character I think. So
0: and I get that and I agree with that. I, I'm not but uh, I just it, it, it's it's like
2: it yes. I, now, I mean, having said that,
0: yeah. I, I, <sighs> hmm. <laughs> so you know, it's like I go into every episode, and and especially this one, because I want to be blown away, and I I don't know that I am, and I'm still, you know, and and I almost feel guilty for not being blown away. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like I don't want it to be that it's you know. It, it, that it's Jody Whitaker. I want to blame Chibnall, not her. It it, it may be part of a larger conversation. I know we gotta get into talking about
2: spy fall point by point to point, but point by point. But uh I, I do wonder sometimes if just as fans of our franchises, if we have just gotten too damn fussy, that the 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 never-ending tumulcade of things that we can binge and now that there's 65 million video sources <laughs> and everything imaginable that can come to us at a whim that we have really uh, just as as consumers just gotten uh, i don't know i don't know my uh, i know i'm always saying this on the podcast so i'm going to say it again my wife's a media psychologist she studies these things what S- with one thing or another she has not seen rise of skywalker largely because she had not seen the last jedi so last night I tied her to a chair in that fun loving way we do, showed her the last Jedi. And at various points because she she has been following the discussions about Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. So point by point she said, <laughs> you know, straining against the ropes and chains, she would say that's what everyone was in such a furor about? Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, really seriously. (laughs) And and,
0: you know, I think, I think you hit on something and that kind of segues into my next point that I wanted to bring up. It definitely ties right into what you're talking about. And that is Clarence, your article and your presentation you did earlier last year about toxic fandom. This, I noticed even in going to BBC America, when they were promoting Skyfall, even before it came out, you had people commenting, saying, it's going to be crap, and it's so horrible. And I'm like, you. Ha- at least I'm saying something that I d- maybe didn't totally like about, but I have at least watched it before I've said that. It's called the internet, <laughs> Cal. It's called yeah. the internet. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, yeah. It's now, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, we are in peak TV, and there's so much to watch at your very fingertip. and You know, people are passionate. People are passionate, and that passion, it comes off of something because they really love it, you know, and once people think their childhood is being ruined, you know, I mean, but yeah, there's it, no need to <laughs> be a, a fuming
2: mad rage state the rest of your life, either. I mean, you can if you want to, right? You, that is that's, true.
1: But sometimes you have to let the past die. Kill
2: it if you want to. <laughs> oh,
0: boy. Top that in a discussion of Last Jedi, yeah. <laughs> you right. So, let me ask you guys about seeing the Team TARDIS again. So, we see... Ryan doing his thing. He's playing basketball. We see Yaz at home and then at work and talking about ge- requesting, you know, delays and such. We see Graham at the doctor's office and they make reference to them being are being four years. So now we know that these three people have been traveling in their timeline with the doctor, or they've known the doctor for a period of at least one year. That being said. What did you guys think of this vignette vignettes of seeing the companions again, and then how they're all brought back together with MI6 and reunited with the doctor, so to speak. So Clarence, why don't you go first? What did you think? Anything that stood out to you or anything you liked there?
1: Mm, it was, it was cool to see that they're missed, you know, they're off gallivanting and uh, they're, Friends and family are like, where are you guys been? You know, you have all these excuses. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, Remind me a lot of Mickey Missing Rose. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like that. Um, Yeah, I was a little puzzled by the MI6 people at first. I'm like, <laughs> is it going to get in the car with them? You know, <laughs> don't know who they are.
2: Don't have a lot of choice. Right. Yeah,
1: oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. All right. Lee, what did you
2: think? Well, I, I love that. It's, it, I think it's always interesting how New Who takes the idea of being a doctor's companion seriously in ways that the original series never did. Um, it's just a new thing to explore. One does wonder if this means that they've been traveling with the doctor for four years and why, since it is a time machine, the doctor is not bringing them back to, you know, five minutes after they left. Yeah, and, and, and I know we can say, well, you know, the, even now the doctor doesn't always know how to operate the TARDIS. But th- that's also a plot convenience. Sometimes the doctor can do it with pinpoint accuracy and <laughs> then sometimes, you know, can't get anywhere close. Uh, and we've just started watching the 11th doctor stories again. And uh, he has made a promise to Amy that we believe and take seriously that he's going to bring her back before she's missed, that she's going to be back in time for whatever it is that she has to do tomorrow and then we see a shot of her wedding dress in the closet. Right. Right. We we uh, we believe that they're going to go off on these adventures and no matter how long they're gone <laughs> in Amy Bond time, he's still going to take her back to that that same day. So why is this not happening with Ryan Graham and Yes. So let me
0: clarify one thing, though. Yeah. Now, whenever I say the doctor, uh, Graham's doctor says four years since your diagnosis or since oh. you've been in remission. Now, that's last right. year, Graham told the doctor that he had been in remission three years in series 11. Okay. So that's okay. where I get the one year thing.
2: Okay. So it's been a year. It's been a year. But yeah, still, it, it just, I, I, I loved, uh, you know, the, 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 the uh, the excuses that Ryan has come up with. I mean, these, these people must wonder why he's still walking and talking, but, um, but yeah, uh, why do they have to be gone at all? But I don't know.
0: Well, one thing I did like about this, these scenes was you did see that the characters had grown. For instance, uh, mm-hmm. Ryan's friend making the comment about you wouldn't you'd would have been on the sidelines, but you you still missed the shot. Yeah, but you're out there playing, and I mm-hmm. thought that that was from learning and growing by being with the doctor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Clarence, what did you think of the car chase?
1: Um, the car chase. Um, you, you while, mean
0: the first one, not the motorcycle
2: chase?
1: Yeah, the first one on the yeah. freeway, I guess. Yes. Um, I, um, well, I guess we have to talk about the exploding radio or the be- yeah. the yes. laser yeah. beam radio that yeah. destroyed the uh, the first driver. Yeah, Um, I don't know if I like that too much. I thought it was fun, but then then the doctor gets in that very seat and starts driving and and is able to dodge it a couple of times. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that was a little puzzling to me. But I, I do think it was fun, especially when they hit reverse and start heading back toward the ledge of an incomplete bridge. I thought that was pretty fun. But, yeah, I, I was a little confused on her jumping to the driver's seat and then driving off in the very same car that was trying to kill him. But it was
2: fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Don't examine the logic too closely. But, yeah. Yeah.
0: Whatever. Any <laughs> any any thoughts, Lee?
2: Uh, just that the, uh, the la- the, uh, the radio laser must be, uh, gunned by, uh, Imperial stormtroopers. That's the only explanation. <laughs> pew, pew, <Yeah>. pew. <laughs> um, <laughs> they just keep missing the the one person they're trying to kill. Um, yeah. but uh, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's a really, it's a, it was a fun action sequence and, you know, uh, and uh, I, I almost felt like this is actually a note that I, that I, I made about this. Um, well I love uh, Graham's quip worst Uber
0: ever. Yes.
2: Yes, now yes, uh, I love that. But also um just that uh, a lot of people have said that they didn't like season 11 because they found it static because they found uh that it was a lot of walking and talking and people uh you know close ups of people um uh, frowning at each other and so on and they just said you know where's that uh, we just wish we had that action adventure tone of you know say the the you know the the doctor and um on a noble time or something like that and uh, so here's this car chase to the bridge and I thought okay you happy now because (laughs) I have a feeling where this is this is only the beginning so you know this is this to me is is Chibnall and everybody else involved in running the show saying okay you know what they've got a point so let's open it with a spy movie let's make this a James Bond movie go Mm. what what did you guys think of uh,
1: the doctor doing mechanic work on a TARDIS (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's a fun idea, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's up on the lift and there's cables hanging out. I mean, why not? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is that, the, is that a first? Yeah. Yeah. We've never seen that before. Yeah. We've seen the doctor doing mechanical work on the innards, uh, you know, in right. the inside, yeah. but yeah. not on the outside. No, no, <laughs> not
2: <laughs> things hanging out and it's up on a lift, just like, you know, yeah, just like it's like your, uh, dodge dart or something. So. Mm.
0: I was thinking, you know, what what establishment did she go to that says here is a police box and I want to put it up on the lift here and start working on it? You know, who (laughs) how did she convince somebody to do that? Somebody else got another one of those winning lottery tickets, I think. Maybe so. (laughs) So let me ask you guys about MI6 and specifically, Mm. why do you think Chibnall has gone to such lengths to use like mi6 and real organizations rather than established who organizations and even going so far as to uh, specifically say that they've been eliminated i mean we we talked about in resolution last year about them saying that a unit had been shut down and even the doctor makes a reference again what do you guys think what's the do you see a long game here or why is there some I would call it, uh, who organization hate seems like let's get rid of these orgs.
2: Hmm. No, I think this is just them kind of living with the fact that as things have shaken out, we've lost unit and torchwood along the way. Um, so who, who does sort of fill in the next best thing is Britain's secret intelligence service, which is, which is MI six. And, 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 and it goes back to this idea of, um, are trying to to make an action adventure start to this new series is to make this from the get-go, a James Bond, a James Bond adventure. Everybody else, just, just tune out your, your podcast for a minute. I'm just going to talk to Kyle for a second. Kyle in the James Bond movies, James Bond is an operative of MI six. And he's never seen any of these movies. (laughs) This gentleman is why I'm just talking to him. So, it has a, each, all these films from the very beginning, they've had a distinctive style, including things, uh, specific beats in the music that we hear in this episode. Uh, the upper echelon people are identified by letters of the alphabet. Um, and there are always, always, always a, a fancy party where everybody has to wear a tuxedo or a, an evening gown and we play casino games to great music by john barry uh and there is always always the speech in which uh the uh, agent is uh, outfitted with a bunch of clever toys and told that these are not toys and to not break them Uh, and of course they infallibly get destroyed in the process so so these are all sort of beats that we expect as fans of the james bond movies and this so this episode sort of meticulously walks us; it tags all the bases. Yeah. Would you, you Would you agree with that, Clarence? That we? Yes, yeah, certainly, certainly. And so you're just saying, when is the doctor going to be in a tuxedo? Oh, okay, boom. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but she's still going to have the stupid pants and the boots. So yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's great. But anyway, so, but I, I I kid Kyle up, uh, but um,
0: no, 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 but because it's it, quite valid because that makes me want to ask Clarence at this point. Clarence, did you want to watch Doctor Who or did you want to watch James Bond? (laughs)
2: Well, as the girl in the the commercial says, why not both? I mean, I'm sorry. Question for Clarence and I answer. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, You couldn't say it any better, Mr. (laughs) Jack. I mean... I mean because because Doctor Who has over 50 plus years it's been a sub chase movie you know it's it's been a it's been a, a, you know a, a Shakespeare tragedy it's been you know it's been all of these things we we've always played with these genres it's been war games it's been um
0: It's been alien. It's been horror. It's been. Right. Absolutely been horror. It's been a fairy tale to some degree. That's right. You know.
1: Yeah. We had episodes that play on game shows and stuff like that. That's right.
0: Yeah. It can be, it can be the weakest link
2: or face off. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So why not a James Bond movie and, and. And if people were complaining, and we know, as people who, who are, if we keep our fingers on the pulse of the toxicity of our fandom, <laughs> people were complaining that, that there wasn't enough action and adventure for them. So it's like, all right, by golly, let's do it. You want a James Bond movie? Here. Yeah, well, we can do that. And they yeah. do. I think it's a really good James Bond movie,
0: too. All around the world. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's right. Yeah.
0: And I'm not saying I enjoyed this. I actually – again, enjoyed the pace and it feels like I or at least like it feels like to me I am nitpicking and, and maybe I am, but let's move forward. Let's let, let, let me ask you real quick, Cal. So I
1: saw this twice. Mm-hmm. I saw it one time with commercial interruption and mm-hmm. I saw it the second without. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And it, it, I'm just sorry. We're just so attuned to watching things without commercials now. It just feels weird with commercials. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it it breaks up the pacing. Uh, it doesn't flow as well. Uh, I I I watched it the second time on Amazon, and it it, it felt way better watching it. Well,
2: well, you saw it the way it's made to be watched. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's certainly, because we 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 structure things in American broadcast television. So that we come to a minor cliffhanger and then we go away to commercial. But, but the BBC has never done that because they're, you know, it's, 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 it's driven by, you know, subscribers. So they've never had to do that. So when BBC America shows them and they shove commercials into them, no, I, I can't abide it. I can't, I can't watch yeah. it because the, it's just not how the show is meant to be seen. It's, uh, anyway.
0: You know, it's sort of like they split the scenes just kind of like they split the team up into two separate action (laughs) things of one part going. And I did like that part. I did Mm -hmm. like you had Ryan and Yaz going off to investigate Daniel Barton. And then you had the doctor and Graham going in search of her friend. Oh, so let's talk about Ryan and Yaz going off to investigate Daniel Barton. And Clarence, what did you think of Ryan and Yaz and how they interacted or, or that scene that they had with Barton?
1: I thought that the two made a pretty good team. Uh, I guess it has to be a testament to how many adventures they've had off screen that the doctor trusts them to go on their own to, uh, to investigate, uh, Barton. I do love the the fact that uh Ryan was a bit nervous when he first got up there. I thought that was pretty funny, uh, <laughs> but again, as I talked about earlier, I find it interesting of how they're playing this internet founder guy, Mogul guy as sort of the villain, and I loved actually one of my favorite parts of the episode. I loved all the points Yaz brought up as a reporter. Talking about uh, bullying and things like that that happen on these social media platforms and internet, just in general. I, I really loved her big report. I thought that was really good. Yeah, uh, I'm still trying to figure out the mystery of the 90 what seven percent was it 94 percent? Uh, yeah, like he's
2: seven percent he's alien. Yeah, 93. Yeah, 93. That's yeah. what it was.
1: That 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 has me puzzled. So I'm, I'm I'm waiting on the answer on that. I hope we get get that cleared up. But it, overall, I thought they did a pretty good job as a team going in there and portraying some um, UK reporters <laughs> in San Francisco.
0: I thought it was great. Yep. What did you think, Lee? Oh, I love that. I, I, I love both
2: of those those storylines and the way they uh, divided up that way. I just thought that was a great way of getting to more information in the story. So.
0: Yep. I I actually this was one of my better liked scenes. Uh, I liked. The way that it gave Yaz an opportunity to do something and to shine at that because the way they portrayed her, she had a lot of presence. She had, uh, she, you know, she was in control and she was asking some tough questions that I would think if you were per- perhaps new to being undercover, you might not be pressing so hard with some hard hitting questions. On the flip of that, I like the way That he portrays Ryan as being this awkward person, but 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 likable at the same time. The whole thing. I was going to say my name is Logan, and I don't look anything like Hugh Jackman. (laughs)
1: Love Uh,
0: that. So what? Let's let's flip to the other side of the of the globe, going down to Australia, where the Doctor and Graham go in search of O. So Lee, I'll let you take this one first. What did you think of this meeting? Oh, I was intrigued
2: by. The, they drew me in with a great red herring that he mentioned very casually that the that he has these two Australian um, secret service or regular police who anyway, and that they're new. I've just been assigned these two people from Australia, and my you know crime novel mind <laughs> kind of went uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know who can't be trusted here, and we're all being very blasé about the fact that these 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 two folks with guns have not been in the picture before. And I thought that should be sitting off the doctor's radar too. Why is the doctor buying this? Hmm. Yeah, it's a complete red herring, and I, and I fell for it. I just I love that. Um, but yeah, he he's got a lot of cool tech there, and the doctor comments on it, and he sort of dismisses it. But yeah, looking back on what we know from the end of the episode now, we're going
0: ow ow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. So, uh, w- you know, we're, we're in the outback and it gets, of course, it's nighttime now and you're these creatures that are attacking start to attack and they are using this light and dark. And Lee, I wrote this one down as a question I wanted to ask you. What did you think of how they use something very simple? Light turn off, light mm-hmm. turn on as yeah. a sense of creating an illusion of fear and trepidation what what did you think of that
2: yeah i i i love the visual aesthetic of this whole episode it's one of the things that i admired most about it it really looks like a feature film and specifically like uh, 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 a, a contemporary spy movie um which are you know, part of the, a subgenre of what we call noir film, which you know, which just means black, <laughs> and it it's because so often the contrast between light and dark is super emphasized in the the, the 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 thrilling world of these kinds of stories. So so that's one of the ways that they, even though this is in full color, they make they kept it noir. That sometimes you can barely see anything on the screen. There's just little lights off in the distance or something, and we have to kind of squint to see what's going on. And then sometimes would we'll just be, uh, the, it's like light has been catapulted into your face. <laughs> it's
0: like, wow. So, uh, yeah, I loved that. Just loved it. Cool. So, Clarence, what did you think? What was your thoughts?
1: I have to say, my main, uh, thing I was doing when seeing the, these light aliens on screen was trying to figure out what the heck were they? <laughs> I could not, um, just enjoy the scene for trying to look and squint to see. Does that shape look like something I know? You know, I'm looking at the mm-hmm. head and this little yeah. tail-looking thing on their head, trying to figure uh-huh. it out. So, yeah, I was I was full on trying to compare this this shape and the I guess silhouette of of those aliens to something I might
0: know, and and I came up empty. So. All right. So I fell as usual as I do somewhere in the middle of the two of you, which is I was noticing the light and the dark as far as I wrote down the question, but I was like you, Clarence, looking at the figures. And the closest I could come to is they reminded me of Age of Steel. Oh, no, wait. Uh, the, the, the one Army right before ghosts. Army oh. of Ghosts. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes that 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 kind of vibe is what it gave me especially after they talked and this is going to be the next thing i wanted to ask you guys when they made a reference to these being beings that were secret agents that were on earth and not just on earth on earth's plural as in multiple earths and My question then becomes, what did you guys think of seeing this concept of multiple Earths presented?
1: Well, we know it's already a part of Doctor Who, so or parallel universe, mm-hmm. so that's not too out of the question. But it did seem like the Doctor was a little bit puzzled, so
2: I don't know. I was surprised by that. Were, were you? Did you say, the Doctor said, wow, parallel Earths, so that, huh? <laughs> how, how, why are you surprised at that?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yep, I was a little shocked, too, especially since, you know, like Clarence said, she's aware of multiple, uh, you know, Earths existing. We've had the e-space trilogy back in the mm-hmm. Fourth Doctor's era. Right. So, I mean, it's not like it's a new concept. No, and um,
2: which which may bring us to another one of the sort of elephants in the room, if you will, the um, the trailer. Showed one of these things coming straight in through the TARDIS front door. And we, we had this exchange about, you know, I didn't know the things could, could, can come into the TARDIS like that. And the doctor said, neither did I. Um, to which a lot of people in social media and, you know, I, I, it was my first thought too. I was like, uh, Donna Noble did it. Um, you know, hello. pieces of the starship titanic did it uh uh, you know we understand that in general the tardis is is supposed to be impenetrable but we've also seen it happen so like but Yaz's exact phrasing is i didn't know anything could come into the tardis like that Mm. and the doctor says i didn't either or neither did i interesting so anyway
0: that's so let's talk really quick about Daniel Barton, because I want to get, I know we we're we almost at an hour yet, and we still haven't gotten to uh, <laughs> something else. So yeah. I, I want to talk about Daniel Barton. Do either of you have any commentary o- over the fact that he is a media conglomerate and, you know, a mogul or whatever, and he has 93% human DNA? Any other thoughts <laughs> on him?
2: Well, I thought those were the Cybermen as well. So when we talk about somebody, people being, um, well, there's there's the poor uh, spy lady who has, they said, has been basically emptied out. Yeah. That something is uh, just, there's there's something else that's being formed inside her. That's not the way Cybermen have worked in the past, but it doesn't mean that that, that can't be what they do now. Uh don't know but uh so i fi- i figure that if you did an mri of uh, barton that you you'd find some cyberman stuff in there but that could be a complete red herring again i don't i don't know two things about him and his company though uh this as for us as americans especially of a certain generation this may not jump out at you but you know what a passionate fan I am of uh, the golden age of radio. So when I heard his name, I, I snickered and I, I had to go look it up because I was remembering the radio show as being called Dan Barton, but it's not. It was called Dick Barton. But there was an immensely popular radio drama serial in the 40s and 50s called Dick Barton Private Investigator. And So it's one of Britain's really best-known spy <laughs> shows, Dick Barton, anyway. but So I, I, that's got to be – uh, Chimno playing with us a little bit here about that <laughs> Dick Barton, but his company is called. Do they say Vor? They say Vor in the show, yes. right? Yes, V O R, and the the O lo- logo is split in half. So it's. I, I just think that's intriguing, and we've learned from things like Atmos and things like that. You know that they don't choose these names for nothing. You know that but we're going to find out in the next part what, what the significance of that is, and I. One of the things I thought was interesting was that, well, VOR is a real part of communications uh, with the airplanes and, you know, other, you know, high-tech, high-speed kind of communications. So that that does make sense. But having the V and the R separated like that, that's the royal seal for a 100 years of British history. Victoria Regina. Mm. I mean, now everything says ER on it, of course. But – the next episode looks like a time travel story. Interesting. So, are we going to find that this has something to do with the reign of Victoria? Uh, I don't know. That's a complete wild guess on my part. <laughs> but I just think it's interesting that when we saw the big you know, warehouse, uh, or the airplane hangar actually was, when we came out to that, I looked at the VR and I said, Ha, ah, Victoria, Regina. Hmm. Interesting. Is that possibly what's. Mm-hmm. And we saw Victoria. You'll remember there's a big painting of her in the uh in in He's MI6. Not Cute. Stephen Fry was yeah in the MI6 office. Well he's C, right? He's called C. C. Um he's loves Stephen Fry about the always, so you know, <laughs> I was I was so glad. I felt that he was well used, and I was very pleased about that. If you're gonna have Stephen Fry on the show, then use him well. But yeah, uh Two beautiful images that have got to be a little shocking if you are of, you know, if if you are a, 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 a patriotic Briton, that this, these sinister faces came right through the flag that's on his wall. Yep. Yep. And then the next one came right through the portrait of Victoria. Yeah. And um, it's like, yeah. So then, so then when I saw the VR, I thought, is Victoria going to have something to do with it?
0: Interesting. Hmm. So, so Clarence what about you What about Daniel Barton Any thoughts on him uh, Maybe
1: less about him And more about Yaz So we know Daniel Barton is only 93% human But I had a feeling When Yaz got sucked into The parallel dimension thingy mm-hmm. That her days might be numbered Really I just, I just really felt that I, I could be totally wrong yeah. but I said she's gone They said Yeah mm-hmm. She she comes back, but I don't think it's all yes. I'm just saying.
0: All right, so interesting. Her her, her behavior was very different. It, it, really, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it really. I thought it really was. I felt like that too. Mm. See, I thought that they used that as a good opportunity when she came back. That she was shaken more so th- by the experience and it, I love the interaction, especially after at the beginning of the episode where she's saying something to Ryan about her sister wanting Ryan's number and he's saying, Oh, I'd make a great brother-in-law and give her my number. And you know, d- with all this machismo. And then when he's sitting there after she comes back says, I, I wouldn't let anything happen to you. I loved that moment between the two of them. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Except he did, and he ran away. Yeah, true. <laughs> well,
0: he couldn't do anything about it anyway. But you know, <laughs> for that matter, she was already gone at that point.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm just being hard on him.
0: <laughs> so, I'm
2: glad you were, you mentioned the uh, that place where she and later the doctor gets spirited away to. That what do you guys think that is? Because I, I have a. a a weird theory
0: about that too. It's not as weird as the the VR theory. All right. So let me ask, but let me ask this question before you say where, let me ask you guys, why did they send Yaz back? Uh, Unless it's for something like Clarence was hinting that maybe a little bit more sinister, but, but I, I did not understand the purpose of sending, you know, they had taken her. Why did they send her back? Right. Cause it's not her. She's a spy. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that, on the nose. Hmm. <laughs> mm. so, so, um, I have no idea where it is. Clarence, do you? Uh, n- not at all. Oh, not at all. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 right, so no please, go some, ahead.
1: There's, there's some kind of connect. So we see when Ryan's looking back at the, uh, the VR building and we see all of the different figures pop in the windows and they start pulsing, at the same time the the I'm gonna say trees the 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 tall tree-like structures are pulsating in the uh-huh. netherworld or whatever you want to call it uh-huh. and then she's back all of a sudden so it wasn't anything the doctor did but they intentionally started going to some kind of frantic state and then she's back so i i, I just have no idea <laughs> and they don't really hint at what may have caused it i'm sure we'll find out in the next episode but that's 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 a good mystery. Mm.
0: So I have a thought, but I'm gonna hold it till I hear what Lee said, but something just popped into my head and mm. I'm curious as to what you're about to say, but I am um I am I, I will say that the doctor's speech when he was with Clara and they were it was a little girl that was singing, I don't remember the name of the episode, but it was that big parasite son. That, and his speech at that point contains something about what I'm thinking. So that's that being said, Lee, where do you think Ooh. this is? Well, it, it's cartoony, and I know it is not scientifically accurate,
2: but um, I, my image of how the human brain works has been deeply uh, in, <laughs> influenced over the years by the 1966 film Fantastic Voyage, which is one of my favorite things in the whole world um silly as it can be at times, but I just love the big ideas in it. And it climaxes with us being inside the human brain. And there are uh, axons and dendrites are, are depicted as being these strands with little paths of light twinkling down them. Um, and the truth is that actually a, a neural synapse ha- happening like that would happen so fast you couldn't possibly see it. But uh <laughs> But when the little light trails went down there, I thought, we're inside somebody's brain.
0: Hmm. Mm -hmm. I like it. (laughs) I I do like that. Mine wasn't going to be that exquisite. Mine was going to be, what if someone is working with someone else and where they are sent is that um, reality where the physics were devised by the brain of a madman, meaning Mm. omega or omega. Oh my God! Interesting, interesting. Just throwing that out there. Um, uh-huh. So let me ask you guys. Let's go ahead and get to the plane ride. And they get on the plane. You know, Daniel Barton. He's escaping. He's. They're at the hangar. They get on the plane. They're running for the plane. And then she's, you know, doing the sonic, pointing the sonic screwdriver again. And here they go. They get on the plane. O is having trouble catching up and she makes reference to him having trouble catching up which leads to a big revelation so gentlemen what did you think of this big revelation that O is really dun, 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 the master Thoughts? oh he's the master?
2: I thought he was just lying about being a sprinter
0: So, <laughs> 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 master huh? so thoughts that's, I don't know. It's we, a he, weird theory. Where do you get that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Thoughts. Maybe maybe the house flying in the air. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he said it. Yeah. Okay.
2: Thoughts? Well, I certainly wasn't expecting it. And, um, and, uh, and it's great fun. And, uh, and uh, again, you know, I don't like uh, the, the depictions of the master where uh, uh, the master's insane. And, and that's the explanation this seems like this takes us back to the crafty, um, plotting master that I've always preferred. And this seems like a logical, having lived as Missy, th- it seems logical that this is the, the person who might come next. Uh, I don't know. I, I, mm, Claire, what well, a hell of a cliffhanger! What's your thing? So, Oh, there you go. Yeah,
1: um, I, I, I loved seeing this actor, uh, Sasha Dewan. I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, He was also Davos and Iron Fist. Yes. Do you remember that, Kyle? Yeah, I do indeed. Yeah. Which he did run very fast in that show, so I know he can run. <laughs> um,
0: well, you know where else we've seen him as as Hoovians, too. Oh, I think this is brilliant. Yes, indeed. And maybe yeah. in some, I don't know, maybe he went on an adventure in time and space indeed, as Waris Hussein. as Waris Hussein. And. And,
2: and he says that he's met the doctor when, when he was a man, <laughs> that seems like kind of a, a wink to this sort of an insight joke about that. Yeah. He, he remembers the first doctor. <laughs> yeah. But anyway.
1: But, but no, I, I, I love this, how sinister and sneaky that he, that the reveal felt, felt like, uh, I love seeing the diversity in the casting of the master, uh, as well. Mm-hmm. and, a few things that that didn't really sit well with me. I don't know what his descent is.
0: Like, is he Indian? Mm, I'm not sure. The actor, I, maybe. Uh, that's a good question.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, I I feel like maybe it was a bad precedent to have him
2: on, crashing a plane by. Well,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. You got you got to let about 18 years roll by before you can do that. I think. Yeah. yeah.
1: But other than that, I loved everything about the reveal. I did not see it coming in the least. Mm, no. And yeah, what about you, Kyle?
0: I loved it totally, 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 a hundred percent loved it. Um I love the fact that unlike when John Sims returned in Series Ten (spoilers), the BBC didn't go out and announce a week ahead of time. Guess what? John Sims is returning in a cliffhanger of Season Ten right. as the Master. Oh, you by know, the way, it's going to be the master. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm so glad that they did not do that. I was completely blindsided by it. I had stayed off of social media. I did not know it was happening. And I had totally accepted him as, you know, being an, a character named O. And then in that second of him yeah. with that grin, and it's yep. like, <laughs> oh, wow, I'm already like totally loving this dude as the master, but I have a so, question. Okay, but okay, well, you have a question first. So go. No, ahead. I, I was gonna say somebody has to write the story on how he got here, uh, and that's <laughs> my well. question. And my question yeah. is: is this post Missy, or is this a master prior Missy that oh. we don't don't know about?
2: Yeah, because uh, yeah, we never got those other. Uh, uh, mm. Generations,
0: right? Yeah. So, and here's why, Uh, here's why I asked that. If, if this is post Missy, not that I'm saying Missy needs to come back, because if they want to bring Missy back, they can bring Missy back. But if you have him immediately, the character of the master go back to being diabolical again, (laughs) right after the way Missy ended with, yes, it's our time to stand with the doctor. Mm -hmm. i think that cheapens the arc with missy for the change that we saw in missy toward the end not saying she still wasn't crazy or anything but at the end she was ready to stand with the doctor and i think if you immediately take and have this as the next version of the doctor i mean of the uh, master i think that if this character is totally diabolical. We haven't seen the series yet, but if mm-hmm. he is after Missy and he is totally diabolical, I think Chivnell did a wrong thing by doing that mm-hmm. because it cheapens what we've just seen. Unless there's, as you say, there's
2: more story that we don't know yet. Um, but but you're right. I love that, and I, I and I love the fact that Missy is really the one who. Who ultimately killed her predecessor, which you could say only means that it guarantees that she'll be alive, but she's dying as she does it. So, yeah, it, it was a, a heroic, selfless act. So then now she regenerates into into this monster.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is kind of. Yeah. Mm. So let me pose this other question to you. Mm. Well, well, well let, okay, let, let I right, go for it, Clarence.
1: Yeah. Okay, we are saying that he's a monster, but other than killing these operatives, we're assuming that he's behind these LA and killing these operatives. Um we don't know if he's that sinister yet. True. Although he does try to crash a plane with the companions in it, of course. <laughs> and we don't know how This much is time not
2: he's bad back. enough for you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he say hey, he saves the doctor from
2: crashing too, so I
0: don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, where do you think his plane's going to go down? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And he does use uh, tissue compression that has not been used in New Who since uh, forever. I mean, it's never been used in. So I love that. Yeah, yeah. Talk about punching the air.
2: Like, yes. I mean, this is awful, but yes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And then he tosses
2: the Riola away. Yeah, that was cool um oh oh, the oh. English, by the way he was born in cheshire
0: uh, ah yeah,
2: so clarence what me. are you going to say
1: i, I just put out real quick uh he says and hey, you can call
2: me master and ron was like what Call oh, you master uh, yeah yeah i <laughs> really love the cutaway that to ryan like <laughs> in your dreams buddy I cracked up oh boy but we've always wanted to see that
0: <laughs> as long as the, the the name has been in the show. It's like uh... Uh, so. Let me ask this. Let me pose this question. He is the master, and what if he comes from another universe? Hmm.
2: Mm, he's a different master. A different master. That's a very interesting idea.
0: They've, so, I mean, they've established and and at his house they have established the multiple universes. So, mm-hmm. just throwing that
1: out there. So, really, you're saying he's Jake Gyllenhaal without the fishbowl head? Is
2: what you're saying?
0: All right. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> just saying. All right.
2: So We're just trying. Trying to keep it mysterious.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of mysterious, here's uh, one more question I have for you. The reference that they made or that the master makes to the doctor, everything you think you know wow, is a lie. What yeah. a freaking statement to end on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeez.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Explain.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think? Sounds like
1: they're really about to shake up some stuff. That sounds like to me. That, that, that's exciting. An exciting notion. Um, could it mean that Chibnall was ready to really shake up the show in ways we never could imagine? Probably not, but still uh, oh. a, a notion that's
2: enticing. And, you know, we were talking not too long ago about this rumor that uh, the first doctor was not. We're going to find out the first doctor. So maybe that's mm. part of it
0: hmm see that's what i'm afraid of and and that is what i'm afraid of because if you go and and i I was noticing these things going back and listening to these other series 11 episodes where she's made reference to you know i was a sister once and i Mm. my other grandmothers or something that she made reference to and then she even in this one Says, you know, I was living in the outback for 123 years. Not saying that one of the previous doctors couldn't have lived in the outback. I'm not saying that. That's, you know. Yeah. But it's always hard to figure out when in their continuity those things would have happened. Right. You know. And Uh, if everything you think you know is a lie. Yeah. That what, what, what's so big? could be a lie. Okay, Gallifrey isn't real. Yes, we know. You know, you see what I'm saying? There's yeah. a, there's nothing that I can wrap my head around that would would constitute anything that's a lie being external. It has right. to be something about the doctor.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he's exaggerating surely. Everything she knows isn't a lie. Mm. Right?
0: I would I would assume, hopefully.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Mm. Or just outlying.
0: I mean it's obviously he the master, the master wouldn't lie? No, no. But you but 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 you know, the master would I gotta do it. Say something Say nice. Say something nice? Yes. Yeah. So my mm. my saying something... Uh, go ahead.
1: Uh, I'm gonna, what, what about the, the house flying? <laughs> sort of like the
2: Wizard of Oz. Right. Yeah. Was is the, there is anything we could that. read into that? <laughs> oh, God. I, I I was thinking, no, that's just, oh, of course. Mm. It's his TARDIS. <sighs> oh, of course. Yes. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it until you said it, but I, uh, yeah, that's why
0: it's flying along with their airplane. Oh, yeah. And that is another reason why it can't be post-Missy. Missy never had her TARDIS. Right. Right. And it's um right the yeah. so so I'm just saying that Missy, we've never saw Missy with a TARDIS.
2: Hmm. This isn't the master at all,
0: but the Ronnie. Mm. Ooh. That's the lie that's being told here. Wouldn't that be a trip? Yeah. That would as, be cool. As new who fans everywhere say, What? Ooh, <laughs> ooh. Ooh, what what are we <laughs> talking about? That would be so freaking cool if, if the Ronnie lied and said that she was, he was the master. Right. Oh, that would be cool. Chibnall, I hope you did that anyway, but, (laughs) but I do like this guy. I will say that, but I do have another question before we move on really quick. Do either of you have any other points of talking that we have not covered that you wanted to bring up? It is perhaps a little thing, but I
2: I had been just been complaining about the music in uh, the previous series. And, um, you know that it is fine for what it is, but that I loved Murray Gold's action adventure music so much that it's just it's just hard to get adjusted to the the sort of new sound. And now, when when we're trying to deliberately imitate the the the, the iconic John Barry, Monty Norman music from uh, the James Bond movies, I just felt like. The composer here knocked it out of the park, and I had the good fortune of listening to this show with headphones on. And so I will recommend to everybody who's uh, listening to us now, go back and watch the show and listen to it with headphones on, because he's got this heartbeat thing going down in the bass that is pretty cool. Bum, 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 the human heartbeat. Because four beats would have given the ending away, wouldn't
0: it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Da-da-da-dum. laughs> well,
1: wasn't there like four? That might have been in the trailer. It seemed like I saw like somebody doing four
2: taps on something. Bum, 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 bum. Ooh, got to go back and look for that. <laughs> Me too. That would
0: be cool. Mm. And Ooh.
1: did the intro change slightly? Do we know?
2: It well,
0: seemed we,
1: like it was a bit longer.
0: It, I think you may be right. I think it may have been a bit longer. Mm. And we got the pre-intro segment back. Yes. Which the I teaser. loved having back. The teaser, yes. Still wish they, I, I don't know, I still need a, a better intro. The I, lo- I, I just need something better. Just that, I'm just, I just don't feel it. Uh, yep. This is how old fashioned I am. I want the
2: TARDIS in it and I want the doctor's face in it.
0: Yes. Thank <laughs> That's you. That's how
2: you. old I am. There we go.
0: Thank you. All right. So before we give our final review or final rating question is your favorite scene and i'll start out my favorite Mm. scene obviously was the big reveal that was my favorite part because i like this guy whether he's the Ronnie or the master he's (laughs) maniacal and i like him and i liked him and anything else i've ever seen him and so cheers glad he's on board glad he's whoever he is and that's my favorite scene there you go all right clarence what say you
1: Hmm, what was my favorite scene? I haven't thought about this.
0: I guess it had to be the reveal.
1: I mean, uh it was shocking, was not expecting it at all, and it made me giddy. <laughs> I was
0: like, oh, there's the next <laughs> oh, episode <why>? again?
2: <laughs> yeah. Which happily we don't have to wait a week. Yes, 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 yes. yes.
0: All right, Lee, favorite scene.
2: Well, <sighs> I can't just go along with you guys as thrilling as that was, uh, just because that would be boring, but, um, <laughs> and, 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 and be, and show me up to be as lazy as I actually am. But, uh, I am such a great fan of the, uh, the early James Bond movies that Sean Connery and Roger Moore that, um, I just my heart sang at having Stephen Fry, who I adore, there basically being M and uh and then showing them all of the the toys and his his litany of what all the the little devices will do, which, if you go back and listen to it, some of that is pretty silly, um but it's the kind of thing that Sean of respond was always being given and uh, uh and 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 Graham and Ryan <laughs> say, "Oh, I got laser shoes, you know <laughs> yeah, play with it it's yeah. just i i just I just loved that, loved it,
1: <laughs> so Yeah, those guys were kids in the candy store,
2: man. (laughs) (laughs) Because wouldn't you be, right? Wouldn't you be? They're not toys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. It reminded me, and I know this is kind of off topic, but my favorite cue thing of all all time in in the James Bond movies is in uh, The Spy Who Loved Me, when uh, Bond has this uh, beautiful white lotus esprit. And at one point, the car gets blown up. And, I mean, there aren't pieces of it left that are bigger than your thumbnail. The thing is oh, wow. completely <laughs> atomized. <laughs> and then later on in the film, we're back at Q Division, and we're going through the the, the testing room you know, that we've seen a million times. And uh, in the background, there's some engineers working on another Lotus just like that. <laughs> and as they walk past, Bond says, oh, I see you put the Lotus back together. And Q says, that isn't funny, 007." <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> just... Uh, it just always makes me laugh Alright right. <laughs> So speaking of quotes that make you laugh Favorite yes. quote Lee, I'll start with you yes. this time favorite Oh quote. boy,
2: I wish you wouldn't Because I don't have any quotes from this I, I'm, I'm so reliant on IMDB for this And nobody has put any up there Which means we need to be doing it, doesn't it? Oh, the oh you've already said the best quote
0: Yes Because uh, cause I know what mine is And cl- curious, Clarence, what's yours? That's mine too what is it? Best Uber? Worst, worst Uber, Uber ever. ever.
2: Best. Worst Uber. Ever. Worst Uber ever. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that it was is great. a great line, and there,
0: I felt like there were a lot of great sort of you know throwaway lines in this. And you know what? It was a good comedic point for graham i thought that was a good scene for him to do to be the one to do that oh yes no
2: that's part i started to say that before that's part of what i loved about this is that the, the mood has been so tense up to this point we needed dramatically something to break it and that was the thing to break it that he's willing with these people who are obviously pointing guns at them and you know and have kidnapped them to make a, a lighthearted remark about it. It's, it's just great. I wish I could remember the exact wording. And so I, 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 sh- I did not prepare properly for the episode, but I love this, this stare down between the doctor and Bradley, um, where she, you know, she basically gets up in his face and says, uh, why, why, is, why have you got 93% human DNA? You know, are, are you working, are you running them or are they running you? Uh, She asks all the right questions. And then he says, we're never going to see each other. And she says, I'm a little hard to get rid of. And his reply, I think might be my favorite line of the episode, except I can't remember it. But what she's implying is, I'm going to stick to you like glue. And what he's implying is, no, because you'll be dead,
0: right? Because I have a way of getting rid of people.
2: I have a way of getting rid of people. How about the, yeah.
0: So so and speaking, it's like, ooh, he he won that. He won that round. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. So speaking of getting rid of people, I know everyone ooh. who is listening to us is about ready to get rid of us for this yes. episode, and they're We're probably sorry. wanting to know what is our final rating. So I'm going to start off. I don't I usually, you know, trick you guys into going first, but I'm gonna start off and say I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give it a 3.29. I don't know why I chose that, but three point twenty-nine. There were things that I liked about it. I like it over series eleven. There are still things that I don't like about it, is in I want more presents from the doctor, whoever's fault that might be. That said, I loved this version of bad guy, whoever he is. Master, Ronnie, whomever. So, (laughs) 3.29. Clarence, what say you?
1: So, I'm going to say 4.5. A strong 4.5. Although I'm still trying to catch that tone that I'm looking for from the Doctor, I think everything else in the episode was pretty great. And, you know, that reveal at the end can't be uh, underestimated. It was pretty pretty great so yeah i give it a 4.5 i really enjoyed it but i'm just looking for that tone to come come on i need hmm. the doctor to be the, we'll get there <laughs> what about you Lee?
2: i i'm i don't know what's the matter with you people i'm giving this five out of five and i will mention if, if in fact it, it adds anything to it, it, either of your votes mandip gill and sparkly dress <laughs> oh i'm just saying <laughs> Oh yeah. But but anyway, seriously, f- f- five. I just love this. I just had the best time with this. Mm,
0: okay. Can't so, wait for the next one. Can't si- wait. Since since I since I have to edit this, can I go back and change my mode? <laughs> no, that's lying. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm a master. I'm a master at that. That's right. So, uh, uh, okay. How do you know you I wouldn't just edit whatever I said that's, and uh, put in a new, at least I'm admitting to changing. That's the I joke. could just go in and record a new, um, uh, review number and, you know, that's let right. it go out as that being it. So based on sitting here while you guys were talking, thinking about other episodes in series 11, I'm going to up to a 4.09. So I I will take it above, but, but, but there are still things that I was missing, but I will take it up to a 4.09. Yeah. So, and, and, and and that's mainly because of the big reveal and the bad guy. And, and, you know, just as a, as a screenwriter, I mean, all
2: of us as fans of, of serial drama, what a cliffhanger. I mean, let's (laughs) see him get
0: out of this. (laughs) (laughs) And, And that is true. But yeah. I best bet that the best way to find out how they get out of that is to well, come back for well. another episode because everyone listening has subscribed to discussing who using the podcast player of their choice. That said, I want to ask one final question and I will start with you, Lee Shackleford. Where else might ye be found on the internet? I want to point people
2: to the official website of my Audio drama, radio serial, science fiction adventure, and that is relativitypodcast.com.
0: Awesome. There you go. Awesome. Clarence Brown, what say you?
1: Yeah, I'm just going to point people to check out the Discussing Network website, which can be found at discussingnetwork.com, where you can check out all our other podcasts. So yeah, discussingnetwork.com.
2: Awesome. Including discussing comics where they talk about Star Wars.
0: It's, it's, (laughs) I don't, I don't understand it, but it's awesome. Awesome. So
1: it's a comic book too.
0: Yes, it is. And Marvel (laughs) did comic books with them back in the early eighties. I remember that because I bought them discussing, discussing toys. There you go. (laughs) And we did that too. But anyway, that being said, I would also, um, point out a particular other discussing network show which is discussing Trek. We have been talking about Jean-Luc Picard and Clarence, correct me if I'm wrong but we're three weeks away from the dropping of first episode of Picard. Am I correct right. in that?
1: Yeah, uh, sir Jean-Luc Picard, sir Captain yes. <laughs> Picard, sir oh. Pat Stew will yeah. be back to reprise the role of um, yeah Jean-Luc which should be awesome. So, awesome. Yeah.
0: Awesome, and you know what? I want to do an honorable mention really quick because again, they were so very nice to record those lines that that Lee wrote and made my Christmas totally awesome. Check out if you love comedy, uh, sci-fi podcast. If you just want to have a good laugh, check out Oz9 the, at oz9 or oz9podcast dot so thanks 9com Is yes. it just Oz9.com? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Ah, awesome. Oz9.com. So that being said, thanks everyone for listening. Let us know what you think of series 12, episode one, Skyfall. Um, send us some feedback. We'll be glad to hear it. You can find out how in the show notes located uh, in your podcast player, where whichever one is of your choice again. And we will be back next time. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com.
2: Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180 So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash who. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com slash who also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?